TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Base. And what did you do? At first, I was I was dumbstruck. I didn't know what to do. And then I realized that there was this cloud of smoke coming towards us. And I turned to try and run and realized that I'd be better off just to, maybe to pull my jacket over my head so I could breathe. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you did. You, did you ever go into a building or to try to get out of the... No, the, the cloud came over us and people were calling out for help around us. We couldn't see anything for some time. It seemed like an eternity. And finally we got up and with some of the other people that were there next to me, found our way into the base of one of the buildings where the air was a, a little bit cleaner and uh, found a place to breathe. And Ralph, a, a similar thing happened to me. And I, I have to thank a doorman about a block away from the World Trade Center who said, get out of here. And I argued with him. I said, I want to see what's going on near the building. He made me leave. I got about a half block away. The building collapsed. And that man, who I don't believe could have survived the collapse, saved my life. John, and I'm going to ask both of you to stay right here for just a moment. We're just going to do a quick recap here, too. And we're listening to 1010 Winds WINS New York and Infinity Broadcasting Station live, continuing coverage on the terrible tragedy at the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center this morning. We heard from Stu firsthand and from John Montone, who was down there. And we'll hear more from them in just a moment. Just to recap, if you just joined us, where we stand right now, which is uh, roughly five hours now after this horrible attack, where one plane, apparently a hijacked airliner, crashed into one tower at the World Trade Center. And about 15 minutes later, another apparently hijacked uh, airliner when crashing into the other tower. Huge gaping holes, as Stu was telling us, about the smoke and the flames. And then about an hour and a half later, the towers collapse, one before the other. We have no idea how many people may have died and how many people might be injured. It's going to be well into the thousands and still uh, still flames coming out or actually smoke coming out from those towers. So really, rescue workers cannot even now get an idea of just how bad it might have been. And then we also got the word that a plane, again, it might have been a hijacked commercial plane and a Apparently was crashing into the Pentagon. There were casualties at the Pentagon, where a section of the building was uh, set on fire, an explosion there. We just got these quotes, for example. Then there was another plane. There were four, apparently four planes in all, two American, two United, apparently hijacked and used in this terror attack. One of them was a plane, Flight 93 out of Newark, flying to San Francisco. They crashed southeast of Pittsburgh. And they now have, actually, uh, somebody made a cell call, emergency call, from that plane, saying we're being hijacked, we're being hijacked. One of the passengers, apparently got into a bathroom and used a cell phone pointing out that they were being hijacked. That's about all the information there. But the man reportedly told officials this call was not a hoax. Now to 1010 Winds traffic reporter Matt Ward. Matt, we're a little late here, but if you can give us an update on just where we stand on travel. Well, basically anything that's coming towards the city as far as roads go are going to be closed off like Route 3 in the Meadowlands area in Rutherford. Nobody's moving over there. They're diverting you off as you come down just beyond Route 17 as I watch it on the camera. Also, uh, the Hudson River crossings are still closed in each direction. If you're trying to cross the East River, you can't do it by the White 
Bridgestone. That's closed either way. Thrysdick and Traber are open, though, getting into Queens. The Midtown Tunnel and Queensboro Bridge also, you can use those going back to Queens, but you can't use them coming into Manhattan. All the Lower East River crossings are closed in both directions. Battery Tunnel, Brooklyn, Manhattan, and Williamsburg Bridges. New York State Thruway South is closed in Yonkers. And again, no service at any of the airports, obviously. A Jersey Transit, rail service knocked out on the Northeast Carter, North Jersey Coastline, Raritan Valley. Just limited service out of town on Long Island Railroad and on Metro North. And uh, ferry service is only running out of Pier 11 and also West 30th. And, of course, no path service. Ralph, back to you. That is Matt Ward. And, again, every 10 minutes or so, we're trying to stay on the schedule here to help you out, listeners. But uh, and we're also being simulcast on 92.3 K-Rock. But here in 1010 Winds to keep you up to date on travel conditions. So important to all you folks who have been hearing about this. I'm wondering if you can get where you got to go. But, obviously, the big message is don't even try to come into the city today. A lot of the highways either jammed or not even open. Uh, just to recap now, two planes crashing into the World Trade Center. Devastation there. The building's gone really basically forever and uh, along with a lot of lives as well. Uh, just a short time ago here in 1010 Winds, our reporter John Montone, who is lower Manhattan, is here with a, a neighbor, but a man who was witnessing firsthand what was going on. And I interrupted only because we wanted to kind of recap and let everybody know where we are and just where we stand in this, this just horrible story. And Stu, I, I can just see in your face that you are just still in shock over this. Yeah, it just uh, it doesn't seem real yet. It, <clears throat> it's starting to sink in now, and um, no, it's just something I, I'm. I feel very fortunate to be alive, and that my family hopefully is safe out in uh, in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And John, I know we sometimes forget with reporters, though, too. We do these stories, and then a few days later, we realize we've just witnessed something horrendous. And, and this is the first time, and witnessing something horrendous is one thing, and then becoming a part of it. Um, as I was uh, saying earlier, I was on Broadway, and I was talking to people trying to... St- to, to find out what they had actually seen. I was talking to a young man who came over uh, through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel, and just as he got over, they saw the smoke, um, they, they saw what had happened from the first plane, and that's when they saw the second plane come in and make what he said was absolutely a deliberate hit. Just as I finished digesting that news, where I understood that again, that this had been purposeful, we, we, we knew it was deliberate, people were talking about terrorism, and someone screamed that the tower is collapsing. And there was this this great big ball of, of smoke that came toward us in, in a rush. The, the ash, uh, the material, um, this soot, um, actually you could feel rushing toward you. And, and the fear was, of course, that first you would get caught in this and perhaps the bricks and the mortar. The second is that you would choke to death. And many of us, hundreds of us, got into one building uh, and apparently people got into the other build got into the same building from the other side so now we met in the middle and you could not see the air was thick none of us had uh anything to breathe into that was wet and i think at that time and i know this happened all over lower manhattan all over lower manhattan people are going to remember being in buildings thinking that they were going to die in those buildings not be able to breathe when we finally got out of the building and got onto what i believe was fulton street it it looked like the 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 tale of what we we used to call the nuclear winter three, four feet of of, uh, of of dirty soot blowing all over, trying to breathe through it, not being able to see. And finally, where I met Stu was at a Burger King where the workers, um, you use the word hero, we use it too often, but these guys were heroes. They lined up uh, cups and cups of water, hundreds of people, washed us down, helped us breathe. 
And that's how some of us survived this most horrible day in New York City. Well, I'm glad you did. And Stu, and I know it's been, Stu is obviously a lot to deal with, as do just tens of thousands of other people. 1010 Wins reporter John Montone. Stu, I'm sorry, your last name. And it's Morell. Morell and the neighbor of John's and also went through this today. The first end of county was giving us uh, live continuing coverage here in 1010 Wins. And um, we're going to Doug O'Brien and uh, to get an update related to our terrible, tragic story. Uh, yes, Ralph, claims of responsibility have started to come in. We get a sort of a summary from CNN's David Ensor. In terms of claims of responsibility so far, uh, there is an Agence France press report uh, in which a group with the word Palestine in the name claims responsibility. Uh, there is also a report uh, quoting uh, personnel close to uh, Osama bin Laden, the fugitive Saudi uh, accused terrorist, denying that that group was involved. But again, uh, a U.S. officials say they can't add, uh, shed any light on whether these uh, reports are correct or incorrect. A London-based Arab journalist says Bin Laden's followers warned three weeks ago that they would carry out a huge and unprecedented attack on U.S. interests. The journalist said that came from Islamic fundamentalists close to Bin Laden, but he didn't take it seriously. In Afghanistan, the Taliban says Bin Laden could not be responsible because he does not have the capacity. Hamas says it is not responsible. The date may be significant. A U.S. judge set tomorrow as the sentencing date for a Bin Laden associate for his role in the 1990 bombing of a U.S. embassy in Tanzania that killed 213 people. The sentencing had been set for the federal courthouse. Of course, now we don't know if that will go on as planned. Ralph? That is 1010 Wins reporter Doug O'Brien with just one of some of the many factors involved in this developing story. Again, if you just joined us, two planes apparently hijacked, slamming purposely into the World Trade Center this morning, uh, one before nine, one after. Total devastation there. Casualties, we have no idea how many people may have died. It'll probably be in the thousands and then thousands more injured. And another plane apparently hijacked, crashing into a section of the Pentagon and severe casualties in that section of the Pentagon as well. 1010 Wins reporter Juliet Pop is in lower Manhattan. Juliet? Yes, Ralph. Um, I'm talking to people who are stranded in various buildings in and around the lower Manhattan area because they virtually uh, have no transportation out of here, and they, in fact, feel that it's still safe to be here because who knows, you know, what can happen next. I was able to get to a rooftop 17 stories high to look south on a West Broadway and all the streets going south where the World Trade Center towers used to be, and the smoke keeps billowing. So, in a sense, you still have no idea of what it looks like that they're not there anymore, but they certainly aren't there, and the spire and that antenna on the top of the one tower certainly is not there at all. What you do see, however, is soot on everything, on every street, every sidewalk, every rooftop, and Battery Park City area is all covered in this sort of sickly, white, grayish uh, soot, and you see papers that came flying out of the building when the, the plane hit and when the explosion occurred. These papers from office buildings that are just now in the street. Now, Jim Hayes is a construction worker. He was on West Broadway, and he described what happened. We're unloading a truck. Back of the truck into the loading dock. Off 41 Street. And we looked, we heard a noise, and we looked up at the building, at the towers, and we thought that a plane had struck the side of Tower 1. And you saw the plane? You saw that it was a plane? I saw it, that it hit the building. And went right, cut right through the building like, like a can opener. 
like a can opener. Another person who witnessed it said that uh, she saw people jumping from the floors above where the plane had hit. The bodies were falling, she said, like rag dolls, and she just started crying as she told me this. Another person said somebody was trying to wave a flag or wave some kind of white sheet or towel or shirt or whatever to try to get help. So these are all the horrific stories here from survivors, from people who know other people in the building. Uh, the construction worker, Jim Hayes, his wife works in that building and had just gotten off the subway when this all happened, so we didn't even get a chance to be in that building. He says she survived the initial uh, bombing 10 years ago, and he says she's very lucky to have survived this one. Ralph? That is 1010 Wins reporter Juliet Pompal. Jones, stand by. We'll get right to you. But we're going to Matt Ward because he's giving us constant updates every 10 minutes on 1010 Wins on the travel conditions affecting the trains and the subways and the buses and the roads. Matt? Well, Ralph, I do have this uh, update for you now. The George Washington Bridge for the first time all afternoon and uh, from the morning, too. I do see traffic going across the George Washington Bridge here on the 1010 Wins Jam Jam Network. The upper level has been reopened going back over to New Jersey. That had been closed off. The Hudson River crossings are still closed down completely except for the upper level, George. Washington Bridge going back to Jersey. So uh, that traffic is moving again. In fact, I'm seeing the Cross Bronx also begin to move as you come uh, over the Deegan and head up towards the uh, George Washington Bridge area. And the uh, traffic is, again, at least a little bit of glimmer of hope there for those who are sitting there waiting on the Cross Bronx for quite some time. Whitestone Bridge is still closed either way. Throgsneck and Traborough open getting to Queens. Queensboro Bridge and Midtown Tunnel also open heading into Queens, but closed into Manhattan. The Lower East River Bridges are closed completely, and the New York State Thruway also is closed southbound side in Yonkers. The airports remain closed off for the time being. And a Jersey Transit, no rail service on the Northeast Carter, North Jersey Coastline, Raritan Valley Lines, no path service. And any subways trying to get downtown, that is uh, not going to be doable for now either. Just limited service on Long Island Railroad and Metro North coming out of Manhattan. And no service on Amtrak along the Northeast Carter. Ralph? Yeah, Matt Ward mentioned about the airports being closed in New York, but uh, the last information we have is the FAA has in effect closed all the airports in the country. All. There are some runways are open for planes might still be in the air, but they're coming in, but no outbound flights. As far as we know, that still stands around the country because, in part, be, because four of the planes used today in this terror attack here in New York and in uh, Arlington at the Pentagon outside Washington were four planes that had been hijacked. 1010 Wednesday reporter Al Jones in lower Manhattan now. Oh, Ralph, you know, I was heading up uh, West Broadway uh, after the first collapse, and uh, you know how we, as reporters, just kind of head for the scene without really thinking about how close we're getting, and I had made it all the way to Murray Street, which is uh, two to three blocks up from the World Trade Center, and if you know the geography here, West Broadway ends at the towers, and that's when we all heard this, uh, what sounded like a plane passing overhead or a train running right by your ear, just this roar and this, this kind of vibrating, and then all of a sudden this huge avalanche of ash and uh, debris come climbing right up the street, and that just sent everybody into a panic. Everybody just took off on a dead run, looking for buildings in which you could jump in, uh, stairwells you could hide, uh, behind stairs, anywhere to get out of the way of this ash. In fact, one person actually smashed a plate glass window to get inside of a building to get away from the ash. Now, Steve Piccolo was inside for World Trade. He's a commodities trader. He said he was on the floor. He was inside when the first plane crashed. They all headed for the door, and he was outside when the second plane crashed, and he said he was running for his life. It was one of the most horrible scenes I ever, ever experienced. It's something you see in a movie. It's not reality, and when it does hit, you really don't know what's happening to you. Piccolo said that he saw 
saw at least half a dozen people simply jump from the burning building. And I've seen here down at Greenwich and Moore about 200 civilian volunteers, mostly construction workers. Many are standing with shovels, and they have been assembled here because they're going to go in and start digging whenever their area cools down. Ralph? You know, Al, you raised a point there. We're not even sure. It's possible that some of the people in that building had gone in after the first explosion at the Trade Center. In other words, after the plane hit. Might have been rescue workers, other people going in when it collapsed. I don't know. if We may never know, frankly. Well, in fact, I did talk to one fellow who actually his subway stop empties right into his building. So he left the train, went up just like he normally did. In fact, he said he was complaining about the train service being a little off. And he got up into his office, which is right across from One World Trade Center, and he said he uh, walks in and everybody's talking about the plane that hit. And he had no idea what was going on. And then the second one hit, and he was on the 24th floor, and he said everybody just headed for the stairs and tried to get outside. He said it, w once you reach the street, it was just this, uh, like, pitch black outside. He was running through ash, people screaming, falling, being trampled. And everybody I've talked to that was in there just calls it a nightmare. 10 10 wins reporter Al Jones, and a nightmare it is, and the magnitude of that nightmare is something we simply don't know. You can only imagine where you will see some pictures, whatever, the gaping holes taking up several floors of the upper stretches of the Twin Towers, and then later the collapse of the tops of both those towers about an hour and a half after the uh, two planes hit. And uh, we just got the word from the FAA that all commercial flights are now grounded in the United States. All commercial flights have been grounded. Again, the, the four planes used today, or at least three used in these terror attacks, were commercial flights. All happen to be heading to uh, California, to Los Angeles, uh, two of them United, two American. Uh, one flight, the United flight that took off from uh, Newark, Flight 93, crashed southeast of... Um of Pittsburgh, we're not really sure if this is directly connected, but a presumption would be that it was because a man on the plane with a cell phone was in a bathroom on that plane, Flight 93, screaming that we're being hijacked. We are being hijacked. 1010 Winds reporter Mona Rivera has been keeping us up to date on other parts of this tragic developing story, and let's go live to Mona Rivera. Yes, hi, I'm here in Brooklyn, um, and as you know, the schools were kept open during this tragedy. It's been a very chaotic situation at schools, however. Parents calling schools all around the city, wondering, are their kids okay? How are the kids going to get home? I met some students on the street. They just left their high school. They were afraid of being attacked, they told me, and they were wandering the streets. Joyce Fields is a mother of a seven-year-old. She works in downtown Brooklyn. She got a call from the Clinton Hill Elementary School in Brooklyn to come and pick her daughter up early. Joyce had to walk more than an hour to get to the school, and when she got there, a lot of parents were on hand. Every, it was crowded. It was very crowded. I saw a lot of parents, um, you know, trying to find out, uh, you know, where to pick up the children because they had some of the children in the auditorium and some of the children were in the lunchroom. The Board of Ed is saying that any parent who has to pick up their child or wants to pick up their child early will have to show identification and that schools will be kept open late to keep kids who can't be picked up right away. They will try to use yellow buses as much as possible, but no child will be allowed off a bus unless an approved person is there to pick this child up. If no one is there, the child will be brought to a designated shelter in the district. For special ed kids, they'll be using some yellow buses, and uh, they're telling parents, of special ed kids that they may be late, but that the principal will notify them if that is the case.
Ralph? All right. Obviously, a lot of questions here, a lot to be considered, a lot of confusion, and a lot of information and a lot of lack of information on the terrorist attack at the World Trade Center today, the two planes crashing into the Twin Towers, the towers basically gone forever, and another one crashing into the Pentagon and other situations. Basically, Washington's in a state of emergency and pretty well shut down. Now, 1010 Wins uh, senior correspondent Stan Brooks is back with us, too. Stan? And Ralph, I'm at Kittenhouse uh, Street and the uh, Bowery at the uh, foot of the uh, Manhattan Bridge, and I've been watching a mass exit of thousands of people, some of whom have walked here from 49th Street and 10th Avenue all the way downtown. Now they're going to walk across the bridge over to their homes in Brooklyn. It's chaos. I saw a bunch of buses come over from Brooklyn uh, loaded with police. Then I saw a bunch of trucks come apparently loaded with medical equipment. But some of the people going over the bridge now are upset at having uh, no way to really get out of the city. What do you got a good hotel room for us? Wait. Where did you start working today? 14th Street in Manhattan. Side. We started yeah. out from 49th Street. Oh, we're all the way down here now. Hoofing it all the way. Hoofed it all the way. Now you're going over the bridge or are you going down to that? Well, if the ferry's open, we're going to go down that way. If not, we're going to go over the bridge. If you evacuate the city of New York, how do you do so by closing everything down to get out of the city? We can't get out of the city. We're trapped here. It really is a problem, uh, people not knowing where to go. I saw one young man, he said, uh, looking north here at Canal Street, he says, is uh, the Bronx that way? I said, yeah, it's a long way. He said, well, I want to go there because there are no trains running, and people are just setting out on foot every different direction, hoping to get where they want to go. It's chaos, and uh, it's hot, and lots of people just walking with masks over their face, coming from lower Broadway, uh, from the lower part of Manhattan, and uh, it's been a nightmare here. Ralph? All right, that is 1010 Senior Correspondent Stan Brooks with part of our developing story here. Uh, just to get set the scene again, if you just joined us here on 1010 Winds, major tragedy in lower Manhattan and in Washington, a terror attack, two planes apparently hijacked, uh, crashing into the World Trade Center towers, one before nine, one after, and then later on, about an hour and a half later, the towers collapsing, one before the other. Uh, parts of the towers still stand, but not much, and of course, they no doubt will just have to be taken down and they'll be gone forever, those twin towers of the World Trade Center. Awful devastation in that part of New York City. And we have no idea what the casualty figures might be. There was an estimate by one police official that it could be in the thousands, and that is very likely at least 50,000 people work in that area, the total complex. And it was just about the time most people were showing up for work or already on duty. And in Washington, a plane apparently hijacked, crashing into the Pentagon. Uh, two American Airlines planes disappeared. It's kind of uncertain at this point which planes might have been used or what, but in all, it appears that four planes were hijacked, two United and two American, and they were used in this attack. A fourth plane went down southeast of Pittsburgh, and a man on that plane with a cell phone said, we're being hijacked, we're being hijacked. Whether that, what they were planning to do with that plane or why it crashed up near Pittsburgh, we don't know and may never know at this point, but maybe it was heading to another target or something. We simply don't know. Now, let's find out what the travel situation is. A man talking to Stan Brooks just a moment ago was pointing out, you can't get in, you can't get out, and that is pretty much the story around New York City. Here's Matt Ward. Yes, and the uh, Cross Bronx is closed. A westbound side over the Bruckner. They've also shut down the Deegan southbound at 230th Street, and Northbound at the Cross Bronx, both the Harlem River Drive and the West Side Highway are closed as you come uptown to the George Washington Bridge. Now, the George Washington Bridge is the only Hudson River crossing that has been open, and that's the upper level going back to New Jersey. That's the only thing that is uh, open right now across the Hudson River as we scope things out here on the 1010 Winds Jam Can Network. And perhaps they're just uh, letting what was left there on the Cross Bronx uh, get out of the way and get off of there, and then who knows, they may close it down again. That's just speculation. But again, the Cross Bronx has been reopened, so those who were sitting on the Cross Bronx 
are now able to at least cross the bridge and get back to the Jersey side. The uh, traffic is also uh, blocked off the Jersey Turnpike north at Interchange 11. No traffic allowed east on the Newark Bay extension of the Jersey Turnpike. Whitestone Bridge is closed both ways. You can use the Thrysneck and the Triborough heading over to Queens, and you can also use the Queensboro Bridge and the Midtown Tunnel getting back to Queens, but not into Manhattan. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Williamsburg Bridges, Battery Tunnel shut down both ways. So is the Verrazano getting to Brooklyn, and the uh, Staten Island Bridges, Bayonne Bridge, Gothels, and Outer Bridge are open to Jersey, but closed, heading over to Staten Island. And a ferry service, an update on that. It looks like a little bit more service is available from Pier 11, Wall Street. You can catch a ferry service also from West 38th and also from East 34th and also from Pier A, Battery Park, to New Jersey, Brooklyn, and Queens. Of course, the airports remain closed nationwide. Jersey Transit Rail Service knocked out Northeast Carter, North Jersey Coast, and Raritan Valley Line. Just limited service leaving town on Long Island Railroad and Metro North, but no service on the return trip back into the city. Ralph? That is uh, Matt Ward with an update on traffic. Matt will be back every 10 minutes or so to make sure you know just where we stand in that part of our story. Uh, Steve Kastenbaum in Lower Manhattan once again, Steve. Yes, uh, Ralph, I'm here uh, back at Surrogate Court Building uh, behind City Hall uh, where I spent uh, most of the morning here in what is essentially an old uh, bomb shelter in the sub-basement. And I have to admit, when I walked out of here uh, a short while ago, I, I honestly felt like I was stepping out into a nuclear winter. All of lower Manhattan blanketed by several inches in some spots of a gray soot. All the debris from the World Trade Center buildings when they collapsed, there is still a steady stream of New Yorkers literally walking home from all points in the Manhattan, walking across the Brooklyn Bridge by the thousands. It's been that way ever since uh, the uh, buildings collapsed earlier in the morning. A horrific sight here that folks are still trying to comprehend. Ron Butler was one of many city building engineers that uh, ran from the city hall in the area to the World Trade Center to see if they could help. He was looking for his brother who works at the World Trade Building when all of a sudden they heard a second jetliner's engines overhead. Just stand right there, right across the street from the building. We were looking at the at the World Trade Center, at the, the building one. That was the flames were shooting out, and we were standing right there. And then you heard a plane's engine? We heard the plane's engine. And we looked up, and then the plane was coming right towards the building. And it slammed into the building, and then... It, and then we, we were running, but I kept turning back, turning back looking, and, and he kept pushing me, pushing me, pushing me. Talking about a police officer, he and that officer both were struck with flying debris. The officer's leg caught on fire. He was struck in the back of the head with some flying metal, and that's uh, typical of the thousands of stories here in lower Manhattan. Now folks are just trying to figure out where everyone is, and of course uh, the firefighters are still battling the blaze, and the one still standing, partially standing, a World Trade Center building. Um, again, we should note that there were what appeared to be secondary explosions uh, in the World Trade Center buildings when they collapsed. Uh, FBI uh, uh, investigators, sources say, are looking into the possibility of whether or not there were explosives on board those planes that caused the secondary uh, explosions. Steve Kastenbaum, 1010 Winds, live outside the City Hall. What we do know, as we've been hearing from that man and from Steve Kastenbaum, is the World Trade Center towers are basically gone, and so are the lives of many, many people in those buildings. We have no idea what the casualty figures might be. Hospitals throughout the metropolitan area are involved in this. 1010 Winds reporter Mark O'Brien is at University Hospital in Newark. Mark? No, we don't seem to have Mark there, but blood is a big factor, too, in this story. Let's go to 1010 Winds reporter Larry Cantor. Larry? Absolutely. If you're sitting, listening to us, standing on the streets, listening to the radio, wondering what can I do, well, here's something you can do. You can help. You can donate blood, especially O-negative. A big demand for O-negative blood in emergency situations because O-negative is the universal donor, meaning anyone can be given this type of blood, and it is an extremely short supply. It already was before this happened, and now they 
may run out, they say, by this evening. So people with O-negative blood especially are being asked to donate, but they'll take all donations for sure because you know that uh, there are thousands of people who are hurt and many, many blood donations will be made, uh, blood transfusions will be made. Here is uh, what you can do to donate blood. The New York Health and Hospital Services has issued an 800 number to uh, get in touch to find out the location nearest you, and that number is 800-933-2566, 933 2566. And here are some locations, uh, blood center locations, where you can just show up. The New York Blood Center in Manhattan, 310 East 67th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenues. Red Cross, 150 Amsterdam Avenue at 66th Street in Manhattan. 120 Lawrence Street in Brooklyn. 1625 Forest Avenue on Staten Island. There are four locations on Long Island, 2500 Marcus Avenue in Lake Success, 3125 Veterans Highway in Bohemia, 333 Merrick Road in Rockville Center, Route 10 North in Huntington. In Westchester, there's a donation site at 525 Executive Boulevard in Elmsford. In New Jersey, 167 New Street in New Brunswick. Now, besides all those locations that I just listed, many hospitals throughout the tri-state area have set up their own blood collection facilities. So just go to the hospital nearest you, and if they're not accepting your blood, they will tell you where you can donate. Once again, the number to call... The New York Health and Hospital Services, 1-800-933-2566 to donate blood. Ralph? That is 1010 Winds reporter Larry Cantor. Just to recap a few items, President Bush says the military is in high alert. We heard a statement from the president. It was actually taped, and then the president has moved from the location of the taping. We were told a couple of warships were brought into New York Harbor. Governor Pataki calling out the state's National Guard to help with recovery. In Connecticut, the National Guard there put on standby, ready to help New York deal with the situation. Uh, Mayor Giuliani saying that area hospitals need as much help as they can. The mayor was talking today about actually seeing some of the people, some of the victims. I was in Midtown Manhattan and I rushed down and saw a good deal of it with my own eyes. Uh, saw the, the damage that was done to the World Trade Center. Saw people jumping from the top of the building. And then we were in 75 Barclay Street where we set up a temporary command post and and then we were hit by the debris from the collapse of uh, the Trade Center and were trapped in the building for, uh, for a short while, then had to evacuate. And the mayor is saying, of course, there will be a horrendous toll, but again, no one has any idea how many people may have died or may have been injured at the World Trade Center and at the Pentagon, too, across the Potomac, Potomac from, uh, from Washington. Let's get an update from Doug O'Brien about what has happened in Washington because there was a terror attack there and other things happening. Doug? Well, the latest we have from Washington is that the Virginia Congress member, James Moran, says Camp David was to be the target of the hijacked plane that crashed 80 miles east of Pittsburgh this morning. Moran says he got that word during a Marine Corps briefing in Washington. Now, there was a plane that did crash into the north side of the Pentagon. It was a commercial airliner. Part of that building collapsed. In fact, it appears much like an angel food cake from which a slice has just been cut out. A Navy spokesman told WUSA-TV there had been fatalities. How many are not known? There are seven critical injuries that are known. A state of emergency has been declared in Washington. People are being told to go home, stay home, and stay off the streets. All highway traffic into the district has been stopped. Outbound is to described as normal. The only people being let in at this time, journalists and medical personnel. The telephone system is working as is the subway. Ralph? 
Uh, Doug O'Brien mentioned that it's now believed, or at least according to that Congressman Moran, that the plane that crashed in Pennsylvania was heading perhaps to Camp David. That's that Flight 93 that was going from Newark to San Francisco. And that's the one where a man used a cell phone and said we're being hijacked, we're being hijacked. And then there was that crash. 2.30 in New York. This is 1010 Winds, WINS New York, live continuing coverage of the terror attack at the Twin Towers. And as we heard from Doug O'Brien at the Pentagon. We're going to our reporters in just a moment to check and see in a couple of hospitals. But uh, we have no idea what the casualty figures might be. If you just joined us, the incredible story basically is that two planes, both apparently hijacked, crashing into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center a little before 9, a little after 9. And then the towers themselves later collapsing. And also another plane, apparently hijacked, crashing into the Pentagon. And um, and that's where we are right now with uh, untold numbers of people either killed or injured in the towers at the Pentagon and aboard those four planes. Two of them were planes uh, flown by American Airlines, two of them from United. All four happen to be heading to Los Angeles. Just got the word in New Jersey, acting Governor Donald D. Francesco declaring a state of emergency in New Jersey. That gives him the power to mobilize police, National Guard, and emergency units to deal with the aftermath of the terror attack. Now, transportation still a big mess around the metropolitan area. Basically, uh, they're closing off some of the major highways to keep people from even driving towards the city. That's part of the story. Here's more from Matt Ward. That's right. Like the Jersey turn by northbound side, which has been closed for a while towards Interchange 11 and the Newark Bay Extension eastbound also closed off. Any of the roads that feed down towards the Hudson River crossings in New Jersey heading eastbound, they're also closed. Likewise, the LIE of the northern and southern state on Long Island coming west towards the Queens line, they've been uh, shut down too. And the New York State Thruway south in Yonkers is also closed as well. I've been watching the George Washington Bridge on the 1010 Winds Jam Cam Network. The upper level has been reopened coming back over to New Jersey as they uh, to help out some of those people who are stuck on the Cross Bronx for quite some time. Whitestone Bridge is closed both ways. The Triborough Bridge is also closed. Uh, Bronx and heading over to Queens and also coming into Manhattan and the Bronx. And the Throgsneck Bridge is also closed heading uh, to the Bronx. Queensboro Bridge and the Midtown Tunnel are open to Queens but closed down coming into Manhattan. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Williamsburg Bridge and Battery Tunnel have been closed down in uh, both directions. And the uh, traffic is also blocked off on the uh, westbound Cross Bronx out by the Bruckner area. As far as mass transit goes, all the airports nationwide remain closed off for the time being. Jersey Transit, no service on the Northeast Carter, North Jersey Coastline, or Raritan Valley lines. Amtrak with no service on the Northeast Carter. And there's also a continuing limited service on Long Island Railroad out of Manhattan. And Metro North, no service into Grand Central, but limited service out of Grand Central Terminal. And as far as the ferries go, there have been a few ferries available trying to get out of the city from Pier 11 Wall Street, West 38th Street, and East 34th Street. You can catch the ferry and also at Pier A. Battery Park to New Jersey, Brooklyn, and Queens. Ralph? That is Matt Ward. We're going back to Matt every 10 minutes or so just to make sure you know where we stand on the travel situation, which the situation around New York. Dozens, if not scores, of hospitals have now been mobilized around the New York area. Some hospitals in Lower Manhattan, of course, were the first places where patients were taken, and one of them at St. Vincent's. Let's go to 1010 Winds reporter Terry Sheridan. All right, well, 209 have been brought to St. Vincent's. 18 are in critical condition. Three have died. The authorities here at St. Vincent's say that as the day goes on and more people are being dug out of the World Trade Center, that's when they expect to see the numbers decline uh, tremendously. Blood is needed, O and O negative especially. 500 people have lined up uh, to give blood, and in fact, it was too many for St. Vincent's to handle, so city buses were bringing them up to St. Clair's where they were taking the blood up there. Ambulances throughout the tri-state area have been brought in to uh, take people in here. In fact, city buses, I've seen at least five city buses pull up. People have been walking out and then walking 
walking into uh, the hospital to get treated. Now, if you are looking for someone at the hospital, don't come here, but you can go to the new school. They have set up a center there, and that's on 12th Street off 5th Avenue, or you can call 212-604-7285. Ralph? Well, as Terry Sheridan sort of alluded, we are really just the beginning of the story in terms of the rescue effort because there's still smoke and uh, apparently maybe some fire still in the World Trade Center buildings. So rescue workers aren't really able to get into the building that deeply at this point to find out who's inside and what the conditions are of those people. So no doubt still perhaps thousands, if not hundreds of people, though, inside the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center, which were hit by those two hijacked planes earlier today. So the whole rescue effort really just getting underway. And uh, that whole downtown area basically sealed off and more emergency workers are being called in for the police, fire, EMS. And if you were just waking up, you're one of those emergency workers, you need to call your office and find out what you need to do. Everybody being called in to work. Hospitals across the river in Hudson, across the Hudson in New Jersey, are being uh, enlisted as well to help. 1010 Winds reporter Mark O'Brien's at University Hospital in Newark. And, Ralph, the hospital officials here telling us they have five victims inside, all with minor injuries, fortunately, but they're expecting dozens more. In fact, what is happening is the victims are being transported across the Hudson by ferry and other means. They're being brought to a triage center at Newark Penn Station, and that's where they're being evaluated, and the more serious injuries are being taken here to the trauma center at University Hospital. Uh, every few seconds or so, every minute or so, a, an ambulance comes speeding down the avenue here on South Orange Avenue. They have this entire area cordoned off. Only uh, hospital and emergency crews are being allowed into the uh, main entrance area. Uh, moments ago, we were briefed by a doctor here, Dr. Eric Munoz, who says they have a full staff, a full complement of uh, doctors and physicians here. They will be here, as you can imagine, throughout the night. They're expecting many more injured to be brought here throughout the day. But right now, they have five, and they're expecting about 50 more over the the next couple of hours. We should also mention that right now there is no critical need, at least at this hospital, for blood donations. In fact, 150 students from uh, the New Jersey Institute of Technology showed up here to donate blood. They were turned away. They were told they might have to come back over the next couple of days when it's more desperately needed. Mark O'Brien, 1010 Wins, live at University Hospital in Newark. All right, we're going to listen to Mayor Giuliani now, the going before the cameras and microphones, talking about what's happening. Mayor Giuliani. It's something that We've had nightmares about, but probably thought wouldn't happen. My heart goes out to all of the innocent victims of this horrible and vicious act of terrorism, acts of terrorism. And our focus now has to be on saving as many lives as possible. We have hundreds of police officers and firefighters who are engaging in rescue efforts in lower Manhattan. I want to thank Governor Pataghi for the incredible cooperation and coordination, and including uh, deploying the National Guard that will be available to relieve our police officers and firefighters and emergency workers in the next couple of hours. Uh, the governor and I just spoke to the President of the United States. The coordination with the federal government from the time of the first attack has been excellent, including closing off the airspace around Manhattan and doing everything that can possibly be done in the face of this barbaric act to make the city secure. And we will uh, strive now very hard to save as many people as possible and to send a message that the city of New York and the United States of America is much stronger than any group of barbaric terrorists, that our democracy, that our rule of law, that our strength and our willingness to defend ourselves will ultimately prevail. And I'd ask the people of New York City to do everything that they can to cooperate, not to be frightened, to go about their lives as normal, 
Everything is safe right now in the city, and the people who are doing the relief effort needs all, need all the help they can get. And then, uh, Governor, thank you very, thank you, very much for your assistance and your help and your support. Thank you. Thank you, Mayor, for your leadership through this crisis. This is uh, a vicious attack upon New York. It's an attack upon America. It's an attack upon the whole concept of freedom and our way of life. Uh, and we cannot let these at attacks succeed. Uh, first step has to be to make sure we do everything in our power to protect the people and to save the lives of those who, whose lives are still at risk and to help those who have been injured. And I want to commend the mayor. And I want to thank my colleagues from Connecticut, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and the federal government have all offered and made ready uh, support to help us uh, deal with this ongoing crisis. Uh, the people of New York are uh, not only the, the freest and most diverse people in the world, we're also, I believe, the most capable of rising to meet the challenges of this type of attack. And right now we want New Yorkers to uh, remain calm, to go about their business, to appreciate the fact that everything to provide for their safety is being done, to appreciate that everything that can be done to provide for the health and the needs of the people who are still at risk is being done and that we will continue to work to make sure that we get through this uh, as strongly and quickly as possible. I want to thank the uh, federal administration. Secretary Thompson has been on the phone with me a number of times as well as the president uh, for what they are offering and prepared to do. Uh, and we're just uh, confident that, uh, uh, well, this is a horrible attack and one that uh, is despicable and uh, really unthinkable in its magnitude. We will get through this. Uh, and we will continue to have a great and free country, state, and society. Do we know the number of casualties at this point, sir? I don't, I don't think we, we really want to speculate about that. The number of casualties will be more than any, any of us can bear, ultimately. And I don't think we want to speculate on the number of casualties. The effort now has to be to save as many people as possible. And I don't think I don't think we will know the answer to that until sometime tomorrow or the next Were there day. large numbers of firefighters? There are a large number of firefighters and police officers who are uh, in harm's way. And we don't know how, ma how many we've lost. But there's no doubt we've lost. <coughs> We've lost some firefighters and police officers. Do you know anything about the cause of the explosions that brought the two buildings down yet? Was it caused by the planes or by something else? We, be we, we, believe, we believe that it was caused by the after effects of the, of the planes hitting the, the, the buildings. We don't, we don't know of an additional explosion after that. Could you tell us, do you expect any further attacks on New York? Does anything indicate that there could be more bombs and more planes out there? I know originally there was... A report that eight planes have been hijacked, four have only been accounted for. What about the remaining four, and is there any possibility that there could be bombs on the ground planted by... We have no specific inf information to that effect. Obviously, the city is now closed, the airspace around the city is closed, uh, and we are on heightened alert. But we have no specific information suggesting any further attack. Can you tell us where the planes came from? I think to give the people of New York confidence, to show that the federal government is standing with us, and and to uh, just to make certain that nothing further happens. This has been a very, very difficult and traumatic day for the people of the United States and the people of the city. And I think that it's, a, it's an act that shows that the federal government is going to do everything they can to support us and help us. Can you give us an idea of the extent of the, um, the rescue effort that's going on right now in Lower Manhattan, the scope of this, thing, uh, this operation? There, there are over 1,000 rescue workers, probably about 2,000 that are deployed 
trying to get into the buildings, trying to find people, trying to search for people. The governor and I spoke a couple of hours ago. And the governor has deployed the National Guard to relieve them because our, our people are going to need reinforcements pretty, pretty soon. But right now they don't want to leave because they're searching, they're searching for innocent citizens and they're searching for some of their, some of their brothers and sisters. Are you finding survivors? Yes, they, we, have, uh, we have some numbers that we can give you. We have 1,500 people at Liberty State Park who were evacuated, described as walking wounded. They were evacuated by ferry and other means. There are about 600, as of about 15 minutes ago, in local hospitals that we account for, 600 people that are being treated in local hospitals. And there are 150 uh, in particular that were critical that were moved by EMS. New York City has 170 hospitals, so we have a lot of hospitals, and we're utilizing all of them. Probably the one that was the hardest hit was St. Vincent's Hospital, and I would like to just single them out and commend them, because as I was rushing down there, after the first plane hit, and before the second, they were already deploying people on the street. I could see the doctors and nurses outside getting ready to receive people. And that was before the second plane actually hit the World Trade Center. What was, what was your experience, was your experience down there? I, I also, blood donations. We have several sites for blood donations. 153 East 53rd Street, 66th in Amsterdam, which is the Red Cross, and 310 East 67th Street. Uh, we, if people want to do something and they can donate blood, that, that's going to help not just today, but tomorrow and the next day. This. Uh, this relief effort is going to take uh, some time. Mr. Mayor, you were one of the first people down there. Can you describe the scene in your own words, what you saw down there? About I don't know that I'm really able to describe it. It was the most horrific scene I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, we saw the, the uh, World Trade Center uh, in flames, a big gaping hole all the way on the top of it. We could see people jumping from the top of the building. Um, and then uh, we, we went into... Um, Barclay Street, 75 Barclay Street, I think it was, and we were there when the building collapsed, and it collapsed in part on 75 Barclay Street, so we were trapped in the building for maybe 10 or 15 minutes, trying to get out different exits, and we finally went through a basement and came out 100 Park, Park Place. Did you ever fear for your own safety, sir? Sure, yeah. What went through your mind? I don't think anything went through my mind other than... Uh, uh, making sure that we all remained calm and found an exit and just tried to figure out the most intelligent thing to do. Probably the same thing that went through the minds of uh, 10,000 other New Yorkers who uh, I could see on the streets. And I really have to commend them. If you really want to know what New Yorkers are all about, you just watch the way in which they handle themselves. They didn't panic. They moved deliberately. They moved swiftly. But they didn't hurt each other. They helped each other. I mean, this is just the most wonderful people in the world. Do you know anything about the composition of that dust that flight this moment had? Is there any asbestos or any hazardous material in that dust? Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Mr. Mayor, there reports of gas explosion related to this? Are you aware of that? There was a gas leak or possible explosion? We don't believe that. We, do, we, do, we, do, we don't believe that's the case. Mr. Mayor, can you tell us anything about where the planes come from, where the aircraft came from? Bill Diamond reminds me that we've turned off the gas in the city in the city buildings, just to be certain. Can you tell us a precaution. where these aircraft came from? There was a report that may have been hijacked in uh, I don't. I don't. I, I. I think we should leave. I think we should leave that up to the federal government to. Uh, to re yes, we do have some information, but I think we should leave that up to the federal government to release that in, that information. Our our focus is on the relief efforts and. 
First step right now, Marsha, is to make sure we do everything to help those people who need our uh, support, and their, whether they're injured or uh, still uh, trapped in buildings. Uh, the second thing is to make sure at the same time we're providing the maximum security against possible additional incidents. Uh, but clearly, this is an attack upon America. It's an attack upon our freedom and our way of life, and we must retaliate and go after those who perpetuated this heinous crime against the people of America. Mayor, this is I'll do both. I'll do this both. Has been compared to Pearl Harbor. Do you consider this? This to is be a, this is this is a vicious, unprovoked, uh, horrible attack on innocent uh, men, women, and children. It's one of the most heinous acts, probably certainly in, in, in world history. And um, as the governor said, and uh, and I said to the president, we fully and completely support him in any action that he has to take. Uh, in order to uh, make an example out of the people who are responsible for this. Is it an act of war in your mind? I don't know that I, I, don't know that I want to use those words. I think the president is the one that has to respond. And I think what he has to know is that all of us in New York support him and uh, support him completely in the efforts that he's going to have to make over the next couple of days, week, and to make a point that, uh, that people can't do this. You can't attack innocent men, women, and children. Uh, and ultimately, I'm totally confident that American democracy and the American rule of law will prevail. And the people of New York are going to help to demonstrate that over the next couple of days. How many people Anybody take Carol? responsibility for this? Any group take responsibility at this time? And what is the city doing to safeguard the citizens now that something like this happened? Well, uh, first of all, I don't know of anyone that's taken responsibility for it at this time. And secondly, the, the uh, New York City Police Department is fully deployed, not just in the rescue effort, but all throughout the city of New York. Uh, offering as much protection and as much security as we're capable of for the citizens of the city. And uh, at this point, I believe that the people in New York City can demonstrate our resolve and our support for all the people that were viciously attacked today by going about their lives and showing everyone that vicious, cowardly terrorists can't stop us from being a free country and a place that uh, functions. And we'll do everything we can to make that point. This morning, I, I issued an order suspending the primary across the state. There will be no primary today, and we'll reschedule it once we get through this. Okay, Jennifer, Jennifer, please. Please. Can you please talk us through the municipal services right now, what's going on with the subway, the schools, the courts? The subway, the, the, the schools, uh, the, the chancellor, uh, I, I, I commend the chancellor. He was on the phone a number of times with us. He coordinated very, very carefully what what would happen. He thought it out and he came up with a very good plan, which was essentially to keep the schools open, to keep the children in school so we didn't have a large number of children in, in the different boroughs that would be released from school. They're being, uh, they're being released, uh, not, I, I shouldn't say as normal, but basically on the normal schedule. Uh, if parents aren't there to pick up the young children, then the children will be taken to uh, a center and the parents will be notified to come and pick them up. The children who have metro cards who normally travel on the subway will be able to do that. The subways are functioning in four of the five boroughs. And uh, can we get an update, Joe, on how the subway is doing all, in Manhattan? All the lettered lines are working. And in Manhattan? Right. In Manhattan lines, all the lettered lines are All the lettered lines are working, including in Manhattan. And throughout the rest of the city, public transportation is is normal, so the children should be able to return from school 
in the normal fashion. And if any children don't have parents to pick them up, then we'll hold them, let the parents know, and then the parents can come Mr. and pick Mayor, them up. Mr. Mayor, you it's mentioned ridiculous. you were on Barclay Street. What's the radius of damage that's been affected? Uh, how many other side streets around the world? I don't think we know yet. The, the, that, the whole area of lower Manhattan has been uh, very much affected by it. Uh, how, how, many, how, many how many police and fire are involved? Like how many, uh, all NYPD, off-duty officers, that they come in? They're like all, all NYPD and FDNY uh, officers are on, on duty now. And we're going to need all of them. And we're and again, thanks to the governor and uh, the way in which the state reacted, we will have uh, 15, 1600 National Guard to relieve them over over a period of time, so we can get some relief for them. Is anybody so, looking for Mayor Giuliani live news conference on the terror attack? We're going to give you numbers so that we can try to help coordinate that. Individual businesses have already done that, but we will we will as soon as we can uh, find some time from the uh, relief efforts that give you a number in which people can call and then we can direct them to the right place. Are the National Guard loading or anything like that? Any lawlessness? There? there have been no reports of lawlessness, no reports of looting. Uh, as I said, we saw a lot of people that were, that were part of the uh, escape effort. And they seem to be conducting themselves in a very, very sensible way, a very deliberate way. They seem to be helping each other. So we, I don't think we have any reports like that at all. So the only National Guard we'll see will be in Lower Manhattan in the bombsite area. They won't be patrolling the rest of Manhattan. No, the purpose of it is to help with the, with the, with the relief effort. We're going we're gonna to need the help of the state, the surrounding areas with heavy-duty equipment. National Guard troops, some have arrived already, and we expect to have the up to uh, close to 2,000 between the National Guard and the state police uh, uh, by later this evening. Mayor Bridges, I think everything is closed for now, and then maybe in about an hour or two, we can give you an update on what the plan will be for tomorrow. We saw a lot of rightly injured people uh, walking out of the, uh, the area because obviously the emergency services were needed for them very seriously injured. Uh, people covered with dust, some people had difficulty breathing. Is there any uh, health advice that, to give to people who were caught in this thing who are not necessarily at risk of losing their life? But, but I think, I, uh, well, obviously, if you feel, if you feel um, uh, ill or you feel that uh, you've been affected by it, you should go to a, go to a hospital and get checked out. But if, if it's just discomfort that you feel, then uh, you can do what, you can do basically what we did was to wash our faces off and, uh, and, again, and uh, get, test, get rid of the clothes and get rid of the clothes and get to an area where you can breathe in fresh air. How many people were in the World Trade Center at the time of this attack? I, don't, I mean, it was it was business had already started. It was so right before nine o'clock. I don't know. I don't know. Tens of thousands. Yes. Approximately, so, someone just gave me a number of approximately 10,000, but that's, you know, that's a guess. How long will the city remain on a heightened state of alert? Until, until we're told not to, I mean, until the, the FBI and the police department and the federal government uh, tells us that we shouldn't. Right now, the city is on, should, should be on a state of alert. Now, that should, instead of frightening people, that should make people feel more confident that everything is being done to keep things secure. And again, let me emphasize that the reason for the National Guard, because I, I heard the question before, is to help with the relief effort, not because there's any fear of any other problems in the city right now. How is the Mr. Mayor, can you tell us about uh, the other public city hall, one police plaza, when will she say for you to return? I don't know yet. Uh, I don't know yet. Uh, ho hopefully soon, but I don't, I don't know the answer to that. And we also, we, we heard reports that one police plaza was evacuated. Was that true? No. The command center is open. And it was never we have people in the command center right now. Mr. 
been reports of there have also been reports of, of large loss of life among the police and firemen who were sent there to rescue people. How accurate are those reports? I, I, those, there is no question that we lost um, police officers and firefighters, and some that I know personally and all of us here know personally that we're very worried about. And we're not going to know the answer to that until much later. And I, maybe we should just close now and give you a briefing later. And I would just ask everyone, I talked to Cardinal Egan before because he's at St. Vincent's Hospital. We, everybody should in their own way say, say a prayer and ask God for help and for assistance and, uh, and also ask God to give us the strength to overcome this because I know we're, we're going to need strength to overcome it. And I want the people of New York to be an example to the rest of the country and the rest of the world that terrorism can't stop us. American democracy is much stronger than a vicious, cowardly terrorist, and we're going to overcome this. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're just listening here on 1010 Wins Live. Mayor Giuliani and Governor Pataki with a news briefing, their first actually since the awful tragedy at the World Trade Center. And uh, the mayor giving us um, as much information as he can, but obviously there's not too much information to be had. Uh, the mayor just at the end, they're pointing out that we lost some firefighters and police officers, that a large number of them may still be in harm's way, uh, that the city is on a heightened alert, uh, there's no sense we face another attack, the National Guard has been activated, mainly as a relief effort, as he pointed out. He also pointed out, as we've been hearing on 1010 Winds, that people have been taking ferries or given ferry rides out of the city to hospitals in New Jersey. For example, 1,500 people are at Liberty State Park in Jersey City. Uh, they were taken by ferry over there. Another 600 in local hospitals that we know about. But this is only the beginning. Uh, there's still flames and smoke inside the two twin towers of the World Trade Center. And still people inside, people who may still be injured, people may have died, and some of those may be rescue workers who got in harm's way, as the mayor suggested. And as far as any kind of list of numbers, the mayor says, in these words, more than any of us can bear, more than any of us can bear. We don't know the answer, and we not don't know the answer tomorrow, and frankly, it might be days before we really know how many people may have died or may have been injured by these two aircraft crashing into the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center this morning, a little before nine, and a little after, that's now just roughly five hours ago that this happened. And then another one crashing into uh, the Pentagon. All of these were hijacked planes. And an added story here, we just got the word. Law enforcement officials say that they've confirmed that the American Airlines flight that crashed into the Pentagon, this is Flight 77, it had taken off from Dulles. It was supposed to go to Los Angeles, but that's the one that crashed into the Pentagon. Aboard that plane was Barbara Olson, a former congressional staffer and a Republican activist, somebody you may have seen on Larry King show or heard in the Larry King show. She was on that plane. She made a call with her cell phone, apparently reporting that she was being hijacked. Uh, she now is a presumably among the dead from that aircraft that crashed into the Pentagon. Uh, 1010 Winds reporter Doug O'Brien is uh, keeping us up to date on many facets of the story. Doug? Uh, yes. Ralph, Virginia Congress member James Moran says Camp David was to be the target of the hijacked plane that crashed 80 miles east of Pittsburgh this morning. This about the same time that the plane crashed into the north side of the Pentagon after being hijacked, as you said, from taking off from Dulles. The Pentagon right now is charred on the outside. It looks like uh, someone tried to take a slice out of it as if it was a cake. A state of emergency has been declared in D.C. People are being told to go home, stay home, and stay off the streets. All traffic into the nation's capital is is stopped except for medical personnel and for journalists. The U.S. Capitol, White House, several other government buildings have been closed. The U.S. military says security is heightened at all of its installations. The Federal Aviation Administration says it probably won't be until tomorrow before air traffic resumes in the U.S. The target right now is noon. 
but the FAA says that could change for all, uh, for now. All U.S. outbound air traffic has been canceled. Inbound foreign traffic to eastern seaboard cities was turned back. All U.S. inbound domestic traffic was allowed to continue to its destination, as was foreign traffic bound for the West Coast. The, U uh, the FAA says all domestic flights have arrived. Foreign flights are moving toward their destinations without incident. A national emergency medical system is in operation now, set up to respond to terror attacks. As many as 7,000 medical personnel in 80 teams can be dispatched. Teams set up and are to be dispatched by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Each team consists of doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and others, and they're all volunteers. Again, there is a state of emergency in Washington. You cannot get into the District of Columbia. All airline flights throughout the United States and coming in from Europe have been canceled. Ralph? That is 1010 Winds reporter Doug O'Brien. In just a couple minutes, uh, we'll have a further update on travel right around the arc because some roads are actually closed. A lot of trains are not running. Buses are not running in some cases. But Matt Ward will have that for us in just a couple of minutes. Uh, 1010 Winds reporter Juliet Poff is with us. Juliet? Yes, Ralph. In fact, I'm here with a couple of gentlemen who just came from downtown where they say flames are still burning in what remains of the towers. And you were telling me, how much is left of that building? About 25 floors left of the building. What else could you say? Uh, just a lot of firemen, a lot of a lot of dead bodies, and a lot of flame and ash, and a lot of people hurt, and a lot of cars damaged, and just papers and everything all over the place. And that's pretty much all I could say to wrap it up. And uh, this gentleman here who was just volunteering to help pull people out and to try to, like, uh, get things and people out of the rubble. So tell me about the situation down there. Okay. From the initial incident with the plane hit it until the collapse of the first building. I've, I've been there through all of it. What you have is you have uh, fires along in the adjoining buildings on both sides that are still burning. You have one building that is severe that has severe structural damage. Uh, a loss of life is astronomical. I mean, there, there's bodies all over the place. There's ashes four inches deep in place. If you go down into what, what used to be, uh, the, the one number one building in the World Trade Center, it's like going down into a crater. And there's others in that, you know, we're just hoping for the best. We're going to pull as many people out as possible, and we're calling it a day. All right, thank you, sir. So these are people who just full of soot who just came back from uh, down there. Of course, there's such limited access. Wherever you go, there are police officers and police tape that are just blocking access here, and emergency vehicles are still coming down the block. Uh, so as you heard, uh, four feet of ash and soot, cars overturned. There were flames still coming out of what remains. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Shot clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.